You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces, he's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book. Welcome back, everybody. It is so nice to be here on the Horse Ownership Experience. We haven't done a show in a while. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the... I don't even remember my title. It's been so long. I the am founder the and founder and partner of yes. the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Thank you, the great Michelle Yu, who is joining us at all. As always, Michelle, you've been extremely busy during this uh, off time. Yeah. I mean, I, I have been. <laughs> I've seen you on multiple channels. I don't... What are you on these days? What is your job? Uh, so the, I have been supporting the Fox show as Fox has been covering horse racing on both Fox sports one and Fox sports two. And, um, my bosses over at the Stronic group have been kind enough to put me on loan to Fox, um, because they were not able to shoot in New York and they were shooting in LA and obviously a large portion of their crew is in New York. Um, and by so the way, you let me just stop you real quick. You've been doing a great job. Uh, you Thank have been. You, I, I have heard so many outstanding things about you, and I think it's great that people are taking notice because I have been such a big fan of yours for so long. Other than your English, which you have improved right. leaps and bounds, <laughs> um, you are so much better now. You are so much better. You, I, I think there's a um, a confidence factor that goes into it. I think you're just more comfortable because you've been doing this for so long now. What, what, would you attribute? Do you feel that? Um, I think too, I've just gotten a lot of, um, really great role models that have helped me along. Like even recently, the last couple of years as I've been going to Dubai and I went to Saudi and I did the, I hosted the all American for ride TV. So doing these other things, having to kind of like lean on different people and ask them like, Hey, how do you get through doing this? And getting some really great mentors in there has has really helped me out. Like, well, you, well, you can name them. Who who are the people that you would say have most influenced you in in your uh, TV career? Well, I mean, well, most influenced me obviously from the get go. Uh, Tony Alivato, who is now the chief financial officer of Naira, um, he has been he you know he he was my founding father, right? Right. And then Jill Byrne was the first person I really worked with on air. So she was a great mentor to me as a w wonderful woman in racing. Uh, you know, more recently, obviously, Amy Zimmerman has taken me under her wing and she gave me a lot of um, she gave so me they, a lot wait, of confidence. Yeah. From, let me let me stop you there. Let me stop you there really quick, because you're talking about people, you know, Tony, obviously, we, we know all these people right. behind the scenes. So uh, do they actually. After a show, will they pull you in and say, hey, Michelle, this was great when you did this, but maybe we could do this better? Or is, are there conversations like that? Yeah, there definitely are, especially um, working recently with Fox because Fox does things a lot differently than, say, the simulcast. With the simulcast, we are speaking to experienced horse people, handicappers, etc., well, as the Fox audience is more of a, um, a newbie audience, right? They're just sports people. They might have never watched a horse race before. So especially after I've done those shows, I've gotten a lot of feedback from Tony about, um, you know, hey, let's instead of saying sire, go ahead and say 
dad or the sire Daddy. is the horse's dad. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, well, just stuff funny. like that that you don't think about. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because I don't know if you've seen my new little live uh, show on Twitter, which you were on once. We've now done right. three shows. We're going to do another one tomorrow. Let's get horse. We just... I was just bored, I got to be honest, and I just wanted to do something, and I reached out to the ABR guys, thanks to uh, Dan and Steven, who just basically put me on and, and just started conversations about what was going on with Twitter, because you know what a big Twitter fan I, I am, even though I'm really right. not. Um, and and uh, it's interesting, one of the topics we had was, is dumbing down horse racing a good thing or a bad thing? I, but it's not even just dumbing down, because I'll be honest with you, like there's still a lot of people that are racing people that'll say, oh yeah, that horse is out of into mischief. Well, no, it's not. He's by into mischief. He's not out of into mischief. So, I mean, there's still people that are pros, quote unquote, that are not using proper vernacular. So, I mean, it's not really dumbing it down. And does it hurt anybody's feelings if I don't say sire and I say American Pharaoh is his dad? It's not the biggest deal, right? I, You know, it's interesting you say that because I think there are people who have problems with it. And it, really? I don't, I personally... I don't mind. And I've been in racing just as long as you have and, and have been around the game. I don't have a problem with it, uh, explaining things, because we do it on this show. I mean, right. we, we stop on this show and say, Sire, oh, you know, his father. Um, mm -hmm. I am not your father. I um, think that Jonathan Kenshin has been so good about that, too. He's like, been really good. Explaining not only like that kind of thing, but just like, uh, you know, taking something into like a football term or a basketball analogy or, um, you know, explaining the wagering in like a really simplified manner. And I think that we've heard people come on the show and like it's been. Uh, a question of ours is what has scared you away from being, a, you know, an owner? And it's like, oh, well, I just don't know how to get involved. But that goes all the way down from ownership right. all to, the way down to just right. being a fan. It's 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 Listen, hard to get involved when you don't understand. We there is a barrier of entry in our sport. It, it is big. It is very difficult to stick a racing form in front of someone who it, it might as well be Chinese with all due mm -hmm. respect. Right. Um, they don't know what they're looking at. They don't know that what way about Brisnet. <laughs> that's funny well or the sheets like if i you know if someone's not a sheet person and you put the sheets in front of them they won't even know what it is right it's just exactly. a number uh, so I, I i i tend to agree and and to the people who think it's I, I keep saying dumbing it down but let's just use that terminology for now uh we first of all a we need new fans b you don't have to listen See, right. like the show's not necessarily – I know they're going to say, the show is for us. We're the ones betting on the product. You have RTN. You can turn down the volume. Let's right. try to build our game. Do you know Let's how many try to new build our people game. have come into the game? A lot. It's been the only show – yeah, the only thing on TV for well, sports right now. And, but it is frustrating. There's, there's some frustration also out there, though, and this will take us into the next topic, is that – when we keep, I keep reading this stuff, and I think others do too, that they say there's no sports out there. It's like, wait a second. We've yeah. been running, and we're right? about to start running at Churchill Downs, Golden Gate Fields, Santa Anita. It's Friday. I'll tell you, someone like tweeted out. Um, okay, so Jill Byrne had tweeted, like, I can't believe that someone's saying there's no sports on TV or right. tennis is going to be the first sport on TV or whatever. And some guy was like, we don't need uh, horse. First of all, he said horse racing isn't a sport. And oh, I was like, go. what? He was like, it's just a it's just a glorified way to gamble. It's not like we show craps on TV. And I was I had to jump in there. And normally I do not engage. But I was like, um, first of all, we definitely it, it is a sport. We definitely need to grow it. And third of all, have you never heard of the World Series of Poker? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Yes, we do show gambling on Wait, TV. Constantly. Did you use the did you use the rule? What's oh you, no how many I, followers? I didn't because you know, I, I have 
on a lot of occasions though, Billy. Like that has uh, helped that you. Is, that is, yeah, that has helped my just my whole being in, in general. If <laughs> well, I see someone that that writes something mean, nasty, or negative, I always check their followers, and if they've got you know ten or less, it's like, oh well, I'll yeah, just leave you alone. No, no need. What what else have you been doing to pass the time? I mean, I know you've been going to the barn. Obviously, you're oh, wait, a mother wait, of two. Of all, oh, wait, wait, I have to say yeah. this real quick. Greg Wolf and Lafitte. Uh, the third have really helped my TV game because that's what we were talking about. Right. I, I didn't want to like leave them off in case okay. you listen. Yes. Um, both of them gave me like tremendous pointers. Actually, this last summer before I came back, just on like hosting aspects, and it give was, us like, one of the things they said. Give us an example. Um. Well, with like okay, so like with when I'm when I'm hosting, which obviously I don't really do at Santa Anita, so this was like more for the ride TV thing. You know, you're going in and out of commercial breaks. And when you come back, I was kind of, Olivia's not in there. I was kind of stuck on saying the same thing, like, welcome back to the mountain or whatever. Right. And Greg was like, Change write down five different things so you don't have to just, you know, and, and normally you wouldn't. You would just go off your head. But it helped me get more comfortable on what I really wanted to say as I was coming in and out of some, you know, something unfamiliar to me, unfamiliar to me. So that was good. And then... um and that's interesting. I, you know, it's interesting because that is a form of preparation. And that's what right. the, that's what that is. And and I've seen your notes when we do the show and you have like these pages and pages of information and you do your homework whereas I'm right. lazy and I do nothing and I just basically <laughs> feed off you. Um, but it is preparation and that's exactly what that is. It's being prepared for in, you know, coming in and out of breaks. That's a perfect example. What is the truck? Mm -hmm. Is that is that expensive that truck? That is Olivia. Nope, it's Olivia has a pink Mini Cooper convertible. Ah. And Spencer has a Spider-Man four-wheeler. Nice. So the and nap, both, oh, the nap was short-lived. Hit Spencer right now. Oh so, yeah, there was So the no nap, nap was short-lived. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then on my like, I have uh, notes from like Amy and Tony on my iPad that I always have, and so I have like three notes from them that I read every day. Every day. Every day. And you can't share them with us. Yeah, they're private. I mean, if they're no, private. No, I mean, no, I, no, no, no. I mean, like. Assume nothing is something I always have written down. Okay. Um, make them care. Good. And uh, slow down. Slow that's down. like the number one thing on my Slow down. You <laughs> know, down. and that's a great point because I think even if you went back and listened to our shows uh, from years and years and years ago, um, you would talk fast. I think I would say right. slow down sometimes. And I think you're much better at it than you than you were. I think it's a it's a tribute to the work you put in, and I think you, you listen. You know I'm a fan, so we don't have to say that. I mean, well, we, thank we you, host Billy. the That's show so together. Nice. Um, but um, well, all right, to go back to my question. What else have you been doing? I mean, obviously you've been momming, uh, oh which my, is well, impossible. Yeah, mom, I'm a homeschooling teacher now, apparently, which I suck at. I'm a horrible teacher. Why are you not good? I figured oh my you'd gosh. be great. Is it no, patience? You know what? It is. It is because like. Maybe it's just like me and Olivia were like oil and water when it comes to learning, but like I cannot handle the way she, like I don't know, I don't even know. I she does not get like the one thing I want to teach her, even though she knows it. Like the other day, we had a massive blow up over the letter X because she kept drawing a T. Oh, okay. And I'm like, just switch it, like you know, move it to the left just a tiny bit, and like she just couldn't get it. And Tilt I was, it. I, I mean, yeah, I could not handle it. I like yell at her. She cries. Oh like, no. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Were you a good student? I was an excellent student. Excellent. I could see that. Yeah, I, I was could like see that. a gate student and like 4.0 advanced classes, except for in math. So, um, yeah, it just like kills me. 
And I know she knows it. That's the part that like makes me so irritated, but it ends up in like tearful fights on both sides. All right. Let's listen. So, I'm baking a lot of bread. Oh, good. Yes. My wife uh, has been doing that too. Bread. She's very into the sourdough rolls. She makes these rolls that are unbelievable, by the way. Oh, really? Send me the recipe. Can you have her send me the I recipe? Will have I haven't her... done any rolls yet. Oh, it's amazing. You know, um, with it, when bread. it's real crunchy on the outside, and it's, it's yes. kind of like when you go to the restaurant and they bring out that roll. Yep. That's what she's been making, yes. but they're big. Like you'd need two hands. Nice, I love that. Yeah. Well, I've been doing roll like bread, like like a sourdough loaf, okay. and then I've been doing. Let's see what I make. I made the most amazing sourdough pancakes the other day. I saw those. I think. They Did you were post tremendous. something? No, it was I... a sandwich, a cheese sandwich or something. You posted a picture of. I posted um uh, a avocado toast there you go sorry and then um i have been doing a lot of cheese from the petaluma creamery because we got a box of cheese from the (laughs) new sponsor on fox spring hill cheese there you go and the cheese is just tremendous on my bread which is great i did uh sourdough drop biscuits with bacon gravy the other day nice i mean you should make a cookbook why don't we do a racing pretzels we should be doing a racing cookbook a horse ownership (laughs) experience we'll get cookbook we'll get recipes from everybody while they're at home and we'll say this is what you did that's okay wouldn't that be so cool i mean like keeneland and stuff has been giving out their recipes to like bread pudding start that up Uh, and then we've got seven or eight two-year-olds at the farm. So every day when Ryan's done at this at the racetrack, we all go to the farm and break and gallop babies. I mean, you must sleep like a like a baby. Are you kidding Speaking me? I don't babies. sleep at all. Like what? that's when I do all my baking. It's like I get my kids and the, Ryan goes to sleep at like seven, and the kids are asleep <laughs> by nine usually. And then like I lay in bed till like eleven or twelve reading, and then I'm so over it that i have to get up out of bed and then that's when i go and like turn my dough and bake and all right shit like that wow that's amazing i don't know what's going to happen to me when i have to start waking up early again you know we're not for those of you who don't know uh uh, i go to the track a lot um we right now i'm looking at my list i think we have over 30 horses in training Uh, most of them are back at santa anita we gave them all a little break um but i love one of the most that is very loud michelle sorry that's okay one of the most uh, fun things that I do, and the reason why I love my job, other than our partners and, and obviously the horses, is to go see them in the mornings, and we take pictures and videos and do all kinds of stuff for our, for our uh, our clients, partners. But w- w- I'm not allowed in the track, so I haven't seen a horse uh, other than the ones that we've had out at uh, Flag Is Up Farms in uh, two months, Michelle, and I'm I'm dying. I miss my horses. I, I don't know what to do with myself. I know how you feel. Um, but, I know how you feel. We've but, got horses at the track that I've never even seen before. Let's talk about this, though. Good news is it looks like we're racing on Friday at Santa Anita. Would you say that that's – obviously, you can't come out and say anything's definite right now. I don't think I'd be comfortable saying it is definite as well, but I have heard only good things. It, do you feel the same way, Michelle? Uh, I mean, I feel very optimistic. Okay. Not okay. cautiously optimistic, but very optimistic. That's better. Okay. I'm saying full steam ahead. Okay. Now, there's one thing that it, it's been brought up. You know, I'm also on the uh, board of directors of TOBA. Um, I've been talking to various insiders here in Southern California. Michelle, uh, the one frustrating thing, and, and believe me, I'm of the school of get the horses running at all costs. Mm-hmm. Get them running. Then we can worry about the other things. But one of the things that I think is really important is that the owners are allowed to come see their horses run. Like, let's figure this out once we get back up and running. Do you feel the same way? I'm pretty strong on that. 
I mean, I feel like maybe once Delmar rolls around, hopefully we'll be in like a better spot where we can have a little bit of limited owners, like maybe on the front side. But right now where it's, you know, this humanitarian health crisis and if it means no one can see the horses or we don't run, then I'm obviously firmly in the camp of I agree. You know, I'm, watch I'm, them on TV. I'm not disagreeing with you. I said get the horses running, but then figure right. out a way because I know a lot of owners who are very frustrated in the fact that they can't come see the horses and yes. they're paying. They're paying all the right. bills. So mm-hmm. you know there are there are owners that in these last two months that have paid all the training bills, have kept yep. their horses in training, are going to you know enter their horses. I mean, if you look at the entries for Santa Anita, and you know Santa Anita was a huge uh, entry day on Friday. I've not seen Saturday's entries yet. It is Wednesday afternoon. They should be coming out yeah, shortly. Ninety six horses entered for Friday, and everyone made you know big hubbubaloos about Churchill with one hundred and sixteen. I mean, I think that that's a pretty good pretty good number i think it's a great number and i think when you talk about and, churchill's taking horses from six different states and we're only people here yeah and i think it 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 it, it has to resonate, hopefully, with some of the trainers that have moved some of their horses. The John Sadlers, Phil D'Amato's, Richie Baltus. Who else? Um, uh, I saw uh, some Pete Erton horses go. Uh, obviously, Baffert's stake horses. I don't know if any of those are staying. They probably all come back. But I, I think it's a, a call for to California people that, hey, we're here. We're going to run, and we're here to stay, and we need everybody's support if this mm-hmm. thing's going to work. That's well, what I my said was we need today. to have we we need to have pay to stay. Like, forget ship and win this year. We need anyone that hasn't taken a horse out or horses that haven't left the state need to be rewarded with some kind of a purse bonus, even if it's just like a purse start. Oh, you know what? Your horse didn't start anywhere else. We're gonna give you an extra hundred and fifty dollars or something. You know what I mean? Even if it's trivial, it's better than nothing. To, to say we appreciate you I don't know leaving how they, your horse I here. I thought there was something that they were going to do. Didn't we read about that? Um, didn't we, didn't they, weren't they going to do something right before everything closed? I, I, I thought they did. Vaguely, vaguely recall that they oh. were going to give us like some kind of a credit of like $100 per horse, but that was just for horses you had like on the ground. Right. Not, not in the instance that I'm saying where like we're rewarding horses that did not leave town. Is there a horse or a race coming up uh, that you're really excited about? Um, we can start on the West Coast and then go back East if there's something back there. <laughs> well, <laughs> just selfishly, I claimed a horse right before we uh, went dark, and he's ready to run, and I'm excited to see him. What <laughs> horse is it? I claimed Gryffindor. Gryffindor. For 12-5 non-2, and he's like, he's been a 12-5 non-2 for... 24 races yes he loves to run second and third i think i've bet on him a yeah. hundred times okay so so is he gonna win all right I, you heard it here we first made some little some little changes and i think that he's doing so good okay so gryffindor on the is there anybody else that you're looking forward to seeing i mean what about the um, uh, the shoemaker mile have you been reading about that that the two chad yeah, brown horses i think or of will crazy. bunch um, of horses coming well, in and not only that, but uh, Kenny McPeak talking about sending Swiss Skydiver out here, who is right now the reigning three-year-old filly. Yes, we haven't done any race recaps, but maybe we should take a, a second just to talk about that last Oaklawn weekend where we sure. saw the fantasy stakes and we saw uh, heavily favored Venetian Harbor uh, set a very fast pace under Flavian Pratt. 
uh, for Richie Baltus, uh, be defeated by Swiss, Swiss skydiver, say that 10 times really fast, right. um, who was, uh, in my opinion, ultra impressive in victory. And, uh, you know, take nothing away from Venetian Harbor, but she ran good, but the she ran great on a roll. She's improving. But she like, had already done a lot, a lot of positives and like her, you know, she's got a lot more foundation into her than than Venetian Harbor. Well, and and yeah, pardon me, but sometimes in horse racing, there is a, a hyperbole that gets me. Uh, okay. This is the best horse I've ever trained. This is the next. This right. is a superstar. This is the. Listen, it's so much better to you can be confident and you could come out and you can be you can even you can be you can listen. I'm going to start over. You can be whatever you want. You could say whatever you want, but just be careful with what you're right. saying. When you're saying these horses are the greatest things in, in the history of the world and you're comparing a horse to, you know, ruffian, uh, right. be, you know, be careful because they don't always hold up that way. And That's I'm li- how I felt about Charlton or charlatan. Yeah, but he's done. I mean, listen, but that horse truthfully has done nothing wrong. Um, I think the I think we were still talking about the Arkansas Derby weekend. Um, Charlatan obviously went wire to wire. He's undefeated. Nadal was incredibly impressive. He's undefeated. Baffert has uh, uh, what's the other authentic? authentic. He's undefeated. He's the running on one in his bar. In you still think he's? I mean, it's pretty amazing to have three once in undefeated. A yeah, oh. a once in a lifetime. You're right. I mean, you could say what you want, but if I said to you, okay, you know what, Michelle, you get to own Nadal, Nadal right now. You'd be right? like, okay, he's the best horse I've ever had. Uh, ever. <laughs> I might never have a horse that's good again. Right. I mean, that's amazing. And he's got three of them, and he's got – I think he's got two entered um, in the maiden race on Friday, and one of them is that um, – I think his name is American uh, Code. Yeah, we're isn't in he, that race too. Isn't he supposed American to be, like, Code. amazing? Uh, I mean, he's been pretty quick. He definitely has been fast in the mornings. I mean, he worked like a 46 and change one time. He worked a couple of, you know, 15, he, like two works back. He worked 59 and four, I think. Uh, he's been working with his stable mate that actually is also in the race, right? Big Mel. Yes. And I might have their times mixed up if they were a little bit different. But, I mean, the, I think Big the Mel worked faster, think, but he started yeah. behind. I mean, I so, watched the work. It looked like looked to me like American Code might be a little bit better, but it's just well, American a work. Code has a race under his belt too. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, but um, I mean, Big Mel was what eight hundred thousand dollars or only, something. Only, only eight hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, he's out of that really good mare, Emmy Darling. Yes, I remember her. So I mean, he has some pedigree on his side, but yeah, the, those two look. Fierce so, but we're there. going, we're going back to that weekend, and and did you? I mean, do you agree with me? If I had to pick one or the other right now, if you put you know you know gun to my Nadal. head and said I would pick Nadal too, I just thought yeah. the way he was able to relax and sit and finish, I thought and and beat the field that he did, whereas Charlatan had everything his own way. Don't get me wrong though, if you ran them against each other right now, um, yes, I would probably lean to Nadal, but uh, I think. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Charlton beat him if he got an easy lead and just cruised around be, there. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, well, I don't think that he would get an easy lead if Nadal was in there. Well, that's what you. But you, I you, wish the race had been one race. I well, think it's that easy it was to say after. Oh, you were no, you were for the beforehand. you did yeah, you I were was, for the one yeah. race, but then no, Charlton the might not race. have gotten in. Oh well. Yeah. That's what that's what happens. But yeah. like, I think we should have had one race because you know what we had. Here's the deal. He probably would have gotten in because what they did was they called every person yeah, that has a three-year-old and right. tried to hustle and then him we got in. Four like, hey, do you have that horse that broke his maiden for 20? You want to run him in the Arkansas Derby? We'll pay your <laughs> shipping, you know? I mean, they really hustled hard to get the 22 horses to split. 
they could have easily just have gone with the 13 best horses. Right. And in that case, if they hadn't hustled around, you know, probably Charlatan would have gotten in. Yeah, no, I, it would have been interesting to see them race against each other. And hopefully, I mean, the, the scariest part of this year, in if for those of you who don't know, uh, the, the Kentucky Derby has been moved back to uh, September, September 5th. And we don't know if those horses will even be around by then. I mean, <laughs> realistically, a, a lot of times you look at some of these really good three-year-olds and they don't stick around very long. Um, but th- I think there's been a stallion deal for Charlatan. I know there's been a stallion deal. I don't Hill know. If and Dale, right? Yes. I don't. As an Nadal, is there a stallion deal for Nadal? I don't Not know. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I'm sure it's coming. But um, it would be great. I and I'm hopeful um, that all of them make it. It would be great. I don't know if they'll all be undefeated come that time, but it would be great. Hopefully, Southern California can add a, a three-year-old race. I know they have the shared belief at Del Mar this summer. Maybe there's another one. Um, because the schedule is so out of whack. In fact, we don't even know when the Belmont will be run, and we don't even know how far the Belmont will be run, Michelle. There's talks that the Belmont may be moved to a mile and an eighth. What, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I don't love it, definitely. I think that, especially then, if someone wins all three on this like wonky old schedule with like the Belmont being you know, four months before the Derby, it's like, does that really count as a triple crown? I mean, part of what makes it so hard is that it's three races run in five weeks. Yeah, understood. I think one of the issues, if and I could be very wrong about this, but I think one of the issues is if, let's assume for a second, and we don't know if this is true, that Naira resumes racing, let's say, in early June. Uh, that means many of these three-year-olds, other than the ones that ran in the Arkansas Derby, will have not even had a race. So for them to go a mile and a half in mid-June right. or late June is going to be extremely difficult for the trainers to have them fit enough and ready enough to go that far. And I think that's one of the issues. So if they can't run this summer at Belmont, and we don't know what's going to happen with Saratoga, but Saratoga has their own races, right? They have the Travers. They're not going to, you know, how can you run the Belmont and the Travers near each other? Right. And then if you run in, in uh, the Belmont in the fall um, in that in that October meet, it's like right before the Breeders' Cup, and and by then they also have other races. They have the Jockey Club Gold Club, right? Gold Cup. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Come join us at Santa Anita for exciting live thoroughbred action from now until June 21st. And with our new Ultimate Fan Experience, you can get immersed in Santa Anita like never before. Your Ultimate Experience package includes a meet and greet with a trainer at their barn in the morning, breakfast at Clocker's Corner, a box for the day, and an afternoon tour including visiting track announcer Frank Miramati in the announcer's booth. For upcoming events, guarantees, and everything that's happening at the great race place, visit SantaAnita.com slash events. All right, we're back. Michelle, we were talking about the Belmont. I was laying out a bunch of scenarios. It's really tough to fit it in the schedule right now. You were going to say something. You wanted it a mile and a half. Um, I mean... But where do you put it? I, and I, I think that's I the problem. I a mile and a half. That's uh, the he problem. He doesn't. Is Spencer like, you know, doesn't. Yeah, you don't want to have a mile and a half race first in a, in a, in a series of races of, of three-year-olds. That's not the first thing you want to run in. So you don't go... So I'm a mile and an eighth and then not run for two months and then jump into a mile and a half. That's not an ideal right, but, situation, okay, so, obviously. Okay, so give me it the best. It just doesn't feel quite like the Belmont or the Test of Champions if it's run at a mile and an eighth. That's all. I understand. But then give me your best case scenario for the Triple Crown. Knowing that the Derby's on September 5th, what would you do? Um, I would make the Belmont a mile and a quarter. When? 
at whatever time now, like oh, if and run it in like at the end of June or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you could run the traver. Isn't the travers in a mile and a quarter? Yeah. And that and would so happen in Haskell, right? August. And the Derby. So then all of a sudden we have. So then all of a sudden we have Haskell, like all these I think mile the Haskell races. Is the Haskell a mile and a quarter? I'm sure on that. I think so. All right. I'm gonna look it up while you talk. Let me, let me Google it. No, I am. Let's see. Um, I don't think people want to listen to us Google. Anyway, there's a lot of different. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, interesting. It's a mile and an eighth. I was right. Isn't I it? was right. I was right. La 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 la. Yeah, your brain is fried. Um, all right, Michelle. We have we have talked so much. Uh, we are going to resume the show. Hopefully next week we're going to get an owner on. Uh, what what we talked about the horses we're most excited for. Obviously, like everyone who's listening to the show, we're just pumped that Santa Anita is back on Friday. Golden Gate back on Thursday. Who are you excited Churchill. for? Um, you know what? I, I I'm, Billy, who are you excited to I, see? I am excited just to see a horse race at Santa Anita. Um, I'm so uh, laser focused on getting racing back. You know what I want to see, Michelle? You're going to laugh at me, and you're going to know I'm so selfish. What? I want to see the hill. I want to see the hill come back. Yeah, I, well. I I miss the hill so much. I used to love running down the hill. I used to love wagering on races down the Have hill. Have you ever heard that walking. line, beggars can't be choosers? Uh, that's, I said I'm selfish. I called myself selfish. I really would love to see the hill at some point in 2020. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love to see the hill back. I'm just so excited for racing. I don't. There's not one. Um, you know, you talked about one of your horses. We have a bunch of horses. We have a new horse that we uh, bought right before this happened, named Scarto, who's going to run on the uh, 25th. He'll make his Southern California debut. Um, succeed and surpass. I'm really excited about him coming back. There's a lot of horses. Guess who? You know, want to know who breezed this week? First breeze. Who? Fashion business. Who? Fashion business. Really? Yes. Little that? court excited. They have a good card at Churchill Downs over the weekend. Four wheel drive. One of our favorites from the Breeders' Cup. I think he's running. Um, nice to see the return of Monomoy Girl. She's exciting uh, to get back. I uh, just think. Just having more races than Gulfstream and Tampa, with all due respect, and thank thank you, Gulfstream and Tampa, for actually racing and keeping some of our interest, but, uh, and Oakland, for that matter. Uh, but it's going to be nice to have some other tracks, especially Santa Anita, Golden Gate, and, uh, and Churchill Downs. We need Naira to get off the ball and get going. But we do understand, and we are respectful of what's going on in our country right now. Obviously, the number one goal is for everyone to be safe uh, during this pandemic. I'm sure you do not want to hear Michelle and my feelings about it uh, because we are tired of it. Is that enough, Michelle? <laughs> Yeah, we're tired of it. <laughs> we're just tired of it. Uh, everybody out there, go. Obviously, you can't go anywhere, so get an ADW account. Uh, whether it's TVG, Express Bet, Twin Spires, get an account. Start betting. If you if you need help betting, contact at the Michelle U at BKLRF. That's either Spencer or I think it's Spencer. Billy, you're gonna put together you're gonna put together a pick six syndicate soon for uh, all these people. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe I should. I don't know what's going on. I got to get my act together. I'm just happy we've got the podcast back. Special thanks to Taylor Made and Santa Anita and Delmar for always helping out with the podcast. Thanks for the listeners for always listening in. Please share this. Uh, uh, and and we'll be back and we'll start having our regular podcasts uh, starting next week once things get rolling. So uh, Michelle, appreciate the time. Everybody else with out owners. there. 
hope with you enjoy. owners on. <laughs> yes, with owners on, not just Michelle and I talking. Uh, miss you, kid, and I can't wait to see you. Miss ya. Bye, Michelle. Bye, everyone. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two props of runners, including a champion two-year-old colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces. He's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.